Hayden, how you doing? I am good. I'm 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 good. I uh I released some tabletop RPG stuff this week. I've spent hey. the majority of my day uh cavorting around in central Manchester because it is both Manchester Pride Weekend and uh Pokemon hey. Go Fest. So I got to <laughs> So is that Manchester Pride Weekend is that like gay pride for Manchester yeah, 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 or is yeah. it like no, regular civic pride? No, gay 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 pride for Manchester. Um okay. most the, the cities tend to hold them on their own individual kind of weekends. It's not like a a, a national established weekend. I- I well, like. I mean, first of all, I do appreciate having like the national uh, uh, thing for gay pride, but I do like the idea that you could kind of tour around. You super you know? can. <laughs> you super can. And uh, if you're the kind of parading type, you could do. I would say maybe three or four different UK pride parades within four weeks. Wow! Mm. Wow! That's a lot of walking. <laughs> And uh, I would walk 500 miles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're all they're all kind of different sizes as well. I, I once did uh, a, a gig in Swansea, it's in Wales, for those who don't know. Um, Thank you. And uh, while kind of like it was an outdoors job, so we're kind of like posted up outside uh, a McDonald's of all places, being like, "Hey, come to this event!" And um, they were slowly putting together uh, Swansea Pride, and it was so so tiny. It was really cute, like. All four leather daddies showed up. It was just <laughs> <laughs> you, you got you got Greg. Greg showed Greg. up. Showed up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, it was, uh, he never comes <laughs> out. And we're back. We know what's going on now through our various investigations, our experience with powerful luminaries and their magic. The question is what you do. So the green heart just talked to me as if pretending like it was the queen. Yep. It's a pleasure to see you again, my liege. Being in your home is always an experience, but one that I would not trade. It seems we have all been here before, have we not? The creature looks at you and, like, you can see a hollowness within it, uh, as though it hasn't been prepared for what is happening right now. There's like just this slight pause and it goes, I am always pleased to host returning guests. Great. I hope that this is just a unfortunately short visit as we have business to attend to, but no less amicable than the last time, right? Of course, I was just speaking to my son. That's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was going quite well, I think. And I'm sure we're both very happy that you are here to Mr. Gable. Yes. And my business in these woods, though I know not how I arrived, I assume that is your business and I will not pry, but we do have items to attend to, so if your business has concluded with your son, we'll be on our way peacefully. Of course, son, before you take your leave, mm-hmm. allow mother to give you a gift. Oh, you, you, sh- you really shouldn't have. But 
I must. And the formation approaches you. Seeing them walk is just as horrible as seeing them pose holding still. They move fluidly together as though they possess one body. You can see, of course, that these were once individuals. And that's not the case. They move towards you and it reaches out to you to grab your hand or Oromar's hand. What do you do? I guess I'll grab it. Cool. Gable's so mad. (laughs) No, 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 no. It grabs and... The fingers like like first at first gently wrap around you and then very quickly it is not gentle anymore. God. You, why why you have the ability to opt out of this. Why would why would you do why would you I like you a, can see it. I like a gift. Like, <laughs> I, I like present. Yeah, this is gonna be a rough one for you. So I don't have an axe. No one has an axe. No one was prepared to be in woods. I'm going to turn into a um, one of those sawfish, and then you can... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we got to pull up uh, Oromar's character sheet. I think this was the, probably the moment where we could have decided not to be in combat, and you decided yeah. that we're in combat. I just wanted a little prezzy. I just want, I just want a little gift. So, Oromar has 14 wounds. You've taken that down to 13. Okay, that's fine. Or was, no, no, Oromar injured you, right? Yeah, I think I think your body is hurt, but Oromar's is so far unhurt. So, what you're doing now isn't even all that discourteous. we <laughs> Shaking with somebody else's hand. So... I'm going to say base five, got five there. Ormar's got four, so you're only, hey, only taking six damage here. That's fine. It ain't my body. The fingers dig into the arm, and you can feel them start to root in the body. Like the individual finger ends grow into roots that invade you, but... Lucky for you, you don't feel the pain. Hmm. Um, You have the ability to opt out of that. You can feel that, like, the nerves in Oromar's body are are trying to send the brain and, in some ways, the soul that signal. But you being in your little, like, Megazord control of this body, just have the ability to ignore that flashing red light, which is a blessing for you. Let's have everybody roll Jeez. for initiative. Jeez. How do you Oops. even do that? How do you even? So uh, you are going to roll off of your cool on this one. Cool. Yeah, because cool. this was a this was a conversation Uh-oh. that is like transitioning into a fight. Uh, I'm. Oh gosh, I forgot. I'm. I'm probably out of berserk right from the last time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that means that I needed to have taken strain. I, gosh, I don't know those rules. I can look that up in two shakes of the lamb's tail. I just got to... Because of the difference between me having strain and having no strain, basically. Yeah. Uh, two yellow for you, Johnny. And... One success and one advantage. All right. Um, so the advantage will manifest as... The advantage manifests uh, as you being able to create something within the environment that would be advantageous to you during this combat. I have an idea for what the advantage could be. Go for it. So you said that one of these people is that like woodsman fella Mm -hmm. who I assume would have an axe as a man. Sure. But I think that in the process, sort of maybe the axe kind of became part of his arm so it's like it's like a woody the hand the woody handle of the arm of the axe kind of grew into his arm so we would have to cut off his arm in order to use the axe that's very funny because that means that he has had the thing that could release Mm -hmm. him this whole time (laughs) yeah and well he just can't use it because he's a man puppet now 
Six strain, bud. Oh, so that goes into wound, so I have... Oh, wow. Have you burned through all your strain? Yes, sir. And so, and then I'm at <laughs> seven wounds. So this combat could get intriguing. Dicey. All right. I'm going to pull up. I was originally going to maybe change the, the health of these green hearts. I was like, wow, I set it really low. And then I feel like I remembered, oh, yeah, that's because everybody's cooked a little bit. <laughs> Everybody's just just seared and juicy right now. This is a bad. It'll be fine. This will be fine. My soak is four. This will be fine. Mm-mm-mm. I'm feeling good. Dear sister, by the time you read this, what you say? Ridiculous thing you So we got two PC slots to start. Yeah. They they did bad, didn't they? They didn't do wonderful. I think Johnny should go first. Fair enough. Alright. So you are being held right now. You have the condition immobilized, which means you cannot take movement actions okay. freely because Hey, one of your arms is, you know, put down roots, uh, so to speak, or had roots put in it. You are soil. So that's what you're dealing with. What do you do? I would like to... The captain has a sword, right? Captain does have a sword. I want to try and cut off this arm that's holding onto my arm. Go for it. Okay. (laughs) Tell me what to roll. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My personal Genesis Emporium. So the captain has a brawn of four. Okay. So you, by the transitive property, have brawn of four. Mm-hmm. Um, your let's see, you don't have. Okay, you've got you've got melee light. So you have one yellow and three green. Okay. For this, and um, the difficulty is two, right? Because it's always melee is always two. Johnny's learning. Johnny's learning. You do have a black die okay. because, again, your arm is being grown Fair enough. inside of. Okay. I will roll. And that is four six, uh, four advantages. Four advantages. No successes? No successes. All right. Well, that means we turn to the luminaries to see what happens. <sighs> oh, this is fun because we're here and we can see if you cheat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which you frequently do. I have never fucking cheated with these things. I just think never it's once just, in my life. It's all the forest queen in there. This is a big old bag of dice. I just hit the episode like we, we just hit an episode like the first time on the show that the echo has been pulled for for our show. It's been pulled in the Courier's Call show before. Did I, was I here when the echo was born? Yeah, you were. Like, well, everybody was like, "We've never seen that one before." What the fuck is going on? It's the echo. Is that a? Is that an expansion pack? That's that's like that's uh you know one of the one of the the special ones that I that I won off Keith. So. Uh. Oh, who who? That's I, you. It's you. It's your role. The tide. The tide. So. The tide represents shifting fortunes. If things being good one day, things uh, not being good the next. I think up till now, your fortunes have been pretty rotten. So this, I think, represents a shift in your favor. I think I have an idea for what it could be. Ooh. So I think that I am not able to make a cut with my sword because I did not succeed. But I think in this process, I am able to feel, you know, like this this thing is sort of rooting into my arm. Mm-hmm. 
I think I am able to feel sort of how and why it's happening. And maybe I can realize a way to kind of push back and try and push it out. So then instead of rolling for like attacking in the future, I'll roll to push the roots kind of the other way. I think, well, you got four advantages on this, right? Uh, Maybe. Yes. Yeah. So that's a huge pile of advantages and you're, you're electing to fail this. So one of the things that we know about Oromar is he's been doing bone sword <gasps> hand stuff. Oh, so swords ready. You are like trying, you're, you're within, you know, the, the mansion, the crumbling mansion that Nathan mentions as Oromar's mindscape, looking for the strings that you pull on to draw the sword at your hip and you grab a bunch of strings, you pull and Oromar's hand Ooh. shifts into this bone sword configuration, which I think allows you to pull yourself free of the roots, so you are no longer mm. immobilized. So I'm trying. In my so in my head, I think I'm trying to use like so. <laughs> Travis is say the left hand is grappled. Uh-huh. Travis is trying to draw the sword with the right hand, but pulls the wrong strings. So instead of like drawing the sword with the right hand, the bone sword just happens <laughs> with the left hand and kind of like cuts free the rooting. Yeah, you, you, you stumble backwards and like you can see like the horrible like configuration of flesh and misshapen bone that becomes this like lethal spike that is now Oromar's arm. And, you know, it's very striking to you the kind of relationship this person must have with their body. It's very disorienting. You know how like Wolverine before he gets the metal, he has like the bone claws. Yes. That this is the like T1000 version of that. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh god. What a horrible collection of pop culture concepts that hits just right, Ooh, baby. Yucky. I love IP. We love our body horror on this show. That's what you've got going for you. Um, you stumble back. You've managed to escape a little bit, but only a little bit. Gable, yeah, we've got another PC slot. Okay. And you also can do something about the environment that might be advantageous to you because you did get an advantage as well. Okay. Well, I'll tell you one thing I can't do. I cannot go berserk again because even if I only get one wound, it will kill me once I drop out of it. Now, a thing that I will point out about the Genesis rules that we have not done a lot yeah. because we don't pay attention to them a lot is advantages that you roll mm-hmm. in combat can add back to your strength. <gasps> Mama likey. Yes. How much would that? Uh, it's one for one. Okay. So, so <laughs> give myself one strength. Yeah. So I still don't think it would make enough of a difference for me to not. It, it would be a tremendous risk. You would need to do some sort of healing nonsense. And by that, I don't mean little wheels from your shoes, but healing yourself in yeah. some way. That's probably going to be necessary somehow after this fight. I'm very much looking forward to whatever that looks like. But, you know, that's assuming there isn't after this fight yeah. because you could just die here. I'd rather just preserve my wounds and just try and be successful and get good. Um, We're all just trying to be successful. Just to be successful. Uh, so I I used that advantage for a strain point. Um, so I'm not going to change anything about the environment positioning wise. I see the creature grab onto Travis. Mm-hmm. I see Travis stab it with bones. He doesn't really stab it. He just sort of like unexpectedly like you feel like his body is trying to do something move in a way and then it just shifts into a bone sword and he kind of like surprisedly stumbles back okay because i know metagaming that we've got a couple npc slots happening i think trying to disengage as much much as possible is the best move for me i'm going to try and grab travis in a grapple and pull him out and away. Okay, okay, that's cool. That's... That that would be a move action, I think. Yeah. So that would that be brawl? Do you? Think? I don't think you have to roll Ooh. to do that. That's a move action. Just give um, me the guy. So you can just get the guy. What you intend to do with it may provoke a roll. Sure. Uh, so I've still got like a hand on fire, mm-hmm. as, our, as I yes. recall. Uh, it's probably my right hand, and so 
on the other hand, I grab Travis by the scruff of his coat mm-hmm. and yank him out. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. So he's out of the Greenheart's grasp. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. And then I think I'm just going to start more fires. Mm. I think starting a forest fire is the best move. Yep. You heard it here, folks. I think that the American landscape could use <laughs> there more, is... more California fires, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Uh, we, we can see kind of off in the distance at the edge of the glade, uh, there is this buff bear mm. uh, wearing jeans. Just <laughs> looking, I mean, when you put animals in clothes, like, it, there's something slutty about it. We all um, saw those pictures of soup. Yeah. And he's just there, he flips you off real quick. The only way to fight a controlled Only burn. you are such a piece of shit. Do hey, it. You do fucking... it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself, hey, my guy. Hey, hey, hey. You go fuck yourself. Hey, go fuck yourself. You go fuck yourself. What the fuck is your hat? Was it? Are your ears sticking through your hat? I'm a ranger. I'm supposed to be a ranger. Are your ears covered by the hat? Can no, you, how can I you can't. hear? I can't hear. Can't I can't hear, hear you. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. How is this happening? I, I knew to say fuck you. Go fuck you. <laughs> I think I'm going to do lightning again. I'm going to... the Like, that seal's already broken hell yeah do it more big lightnings so i grab travis and say <laughs> how does electric like how does grounding work who's to like, say the- <laughs> how does what do you work? what is your concern like if your feet are on the ground will you get electrocuted we have to jump at right when it <laughs> it's like a falling elevator you know we have to jump so right you just when gotta it toss travis in the air when it happens yeah, well three. <laughs> i think as long as we're shorter than the trees It'll it'll hit the trees first. It'll be fine. And we're both wearing rubber shoes. Well, we yeah, need to, to get inside a car. Important yeah. and essential. This is an open part of the forest, an like a, a, yeah, an open glade with vines crisscrossing. Does anyone and... have a Faraday cage? <laughs> we all got a Faraday cage. All right, uh, I'm going to use divine. So then cool? it is a Faraday cage. Okay. You're absolutely right. Yeah, well, I have one. That was my advantage. I have a Faraday cage. Faraday cage. Get in the Faraday cage. <laughs> oh, quickly. <laughs> and you said we would never use the Faraday cage. And look I at us was now. wrong. I'll admit. You were right to buy it with the limited gold I gave you in character creation. Um, That's but- it. Hey, uh, here is, you heard it here first. When the Skyjacks role-playing game is released... Faraday cage will be mm. one of the pieces of equipment that you can buy. That everyone has. So, and so, well, and not s- that everyone has. It'll be like a spy. In D&D, <laughs> there is an object called the spyglass. It costs a thousand gold. And all it says is that objects that you see through the spyglass appear twice as large. Oh, um, so fucking it's, funny. There's nothing fucking mechanical about it. It's the most expensive thing you can buy. It does nothing. It's so, it doesn't even like, oh, this gives you advantage on perception check. It's just objects appear twice as large. So there's no rules backing it up. That's so good. Upsetting. Uh, and I, if you'll allow me, I'm going to add a blue for quick strike. Fuck yeah. yeah. Go for it. Perfect. I'm not going to do duelist because we're not Hey I'm man, you're someone. casting a spell. This costs strain, so whatever you do is going to be just, just fine one, by just me. Just one, right? Uh, I believe two. This better <laughs> be good. Hey, and if it has advantages, you can maybe get strain back. Yeah. So. This is fine. <laughs> oh my god. That's one success and six advantages. Uh, oh, that's cool. Let's see if it holds. It absolutely does not hold. What does that mean? Because you didn't roll difficulty dice, Liz. That's true. I rolled three failures, so you get two failures, but six advantages still. Two failures, six advantages. So, so I still take the strain. Yeah. So that's. But so that so that means there's no lightning. So. The lightning, I think, uh, we can also rule that the lightning happens, but it's not doing what you intend. Okay. You can, like, if you wanted to recover six strain, you absolutely could. And Gable just gets, like, a little charge up Dragon Ball Z style from this lightning. That could be very funny. I Um, can't think of, like, what six advantages would work for us. the, The only thing I could think is instead of lighting the trees on fire, you accidentally, like, hit the one of the green hearts. Yeah, that would be a damage doing oh, sure. thing. Like again, I, I think the intent that I saw for the spell is like for this to be a forest fire yes. of some kind. Yeah. So that can't be the result of this. No. Now I could see like Gable, you know, 
there's something extremely metal about Gable, like, mm-hmm. you know, saint style holding this ball of fire on their hand up to the sky and then a bolt of lightning shooting down. Like the only thing that I can really see is like it powering mm-hmm. you up in some kind of way. <laughs> I like how it, the way it shakes out is like Gable throws up an arm to start doing like, you better hold on tight. This is going to get gnarly really quick. And then they just get shot with lightning themselves. And I feel like I get like a static shock. Just like, ah! does enough to hurt me, but just like, oh, fuck. Well, we talk about Faraday Cage and kind of what I like that is we all have. Gable's wings oh. are there. Like when the lightning shoots down, you can see... Uh, the few feathers that are on Gable's back that have been reattached to their form, they are suddenly there in the air around you. Um, and more than that, the lightning coursing into their being, you can see the faintly ghostly suggestion of what their wings would be in full. There is just like for an instant Gable's true angelic form is there. There is a powerful connection to the divine and the universe that Gable shares as a part of it. But it is for a brief instant, and you are left only with a lingering taste of what that energy is. And so, yeah, I say you can recover six strains. That's biblically accurate Faraday cage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's your biblically accurate Faraday cage. That. That was supposed to go better, but the good news is, I feel great. Let's keep going. <laughs> it did look cool. Thanks. We're in grave danger. Hey Heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, this year a big priority for me is growing our community of listeners here on Skyjacks. And we would love your help in doing that. An easy way that you can help us is heading over to Spotify and giving us a 5-star rating. Same goes for Apple Podcasts or any other podcasting service you use. Ratings generally help us find a higher spot in the old algorithm. Also, if you know someone who might like the show, tell them about it. I appreciate the help and look forward to more of you in the new year. I want to remind everyone that I have a new RPG accessory coming out in 2023, the Ultimate RPG Campfire Cards. It's a tool designed to help forge and strengthen character relationships for role-playing games in a way that's easy and fun. And I really want it to be a huge success. So if you head over to bit.ly slash ultimate campfire or bit.ly slash campfire RPG and pre-order a copy and then send a screenshot of that receipt over to contests at oneshotpodcast.com, you'll be entered to win an opportunity to tell me what I should write the next Skyjack short story about. So if you're burning for lore and want to learn more about the world, take this opportunity to make me do what you tell me. Once again, that is bit.ly slash ultimate campfire or bit.ly slash campfire RPG. And email those receipts over to contests at oneshotpodcast.com. I'll be choosing a winner once we hit 100 pre-orders. Before we get back to the show, a huge thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Without you, this show would not be possible. And I love doing this show, so I am incredibly grateful to so I am incredibly grateful to everyone who supports us. If you'd like to join their ranks, head over to patreon.com/oneshotpodcast and sign up to be a supporter. In return, you get access to bonus content, other rewards, and the knowledge that you helped make this show. Now then, a quick word from our sponsors. And with all that out of the way, let's get back in the sky! Look, check this out. And he holds up his bone arm. Ooh. Gable holds out a finger to the bone arm. Does it zip? Uh, oh, I think it's you. It's like. Oh, 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 it's, oh it's so true. Oh, just doing that. For uh, Travis pulls one of Gable's hairs and slices it in half with the bone arm. Ooh. You know, like, 
That's Ginsu. Ooh. <laughs> That's Ginsu sharp. Give me a shoe. <laughs> um, oh my good shoes and it still cuts a tomato wow look at my hair it's, it's all sticking up <laughs> isn't science fun I love science the green hearts that are around you in we're doing science leave us alone see if I got this pot of water right here uh, it, it, if you if I put my hands in it nothing will happen that's I don't think that's a real experiment. I get a pot of water. What were you trying? I don't know. I was just thinking of science experiments you can do at home when you're like five and then you just... Dan Liz's defense I usually do involve water. If you you put your hand in water and then go to sleep, you wet the bed. That's fun. (laughs) That's, That's the ultimate science. Prank science. Anyway, the green hearts that were contorting their bodies to create the, the, the furniture and, and decorations that, that would be there for the Queen's Glade, like, drop their facade. Like, they turn limp for a second and then very quickly stand up. Also, importantly, each of these green hearts, uh, for the duration of your conversation, has been rolling their eyes to the back of their head. Those eyes drop down and suddenly they are not seeing the world through the vision of the pollen's um, deception anymore. They're seeing truly what is in front of them. Importantly, for the first time, they are seeing Travis in Oromar's body. There is some confusion and then they see, you know, this lightning strike, and all they can tell is that there are two enemies in front of them, two invaders into the Queen's Forest, and they let out this guttural sound that is harmonized across all of them, uh, just and all of them screaming the same, and they begin to rush towards you. And I'm just going to roll their attacks. Three attacks real quick. That is... Are these enemies friends of Gru? And by that I mean minions? This is a special... This the, What I've put together for you guys is a special boy. Again, I asked you last night, hey, what are you intending to do? That was your first mistake. And Liz very glibly said, well, if you're going to prepare something, then I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do. So I instead spent my time putting together a real special boy for everybody. Okay. Um, a so, Gru. Yeah. You're going to... you <laughs> Rise of Gru. Yeah. The Gru's will... Can you believe he rose? Won't stop. So that's one success. One success, <laughs> two advantages. And that is a failure. Mm. But with one advantage. Okay. So I am currently deciding how I'm going to meet out the damage here. Grew. 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 So. I think they're going to go after Travis first. That tracks. (laughs) You Um, probably should do that. So you have two instances of six damage coming at you. Now, good news for you, Johnny. Ormar Vale's soak is four. Great. So Um, then I I take four damage? You take four damage, which will cut your wounds down from eight to four. Okay, well, you don't love that, but... So the green hearts leap towards you. Gable and you are like kind of in a moving retreat right now. And again, this is a a springing waterfall of swipes and attacks. Mm -hmm. The other thing that is harrowing about this, again, these beings move they're in the bodies of men but they move like beasts and right now they are kind of moving like wolves so you have two that are like lunging at you swiping at you with like clawed fingers and hands but as you move backwards in retreat you can see that the others have circled around you so i am using the advantages to surround you with uh, these nasty green hearts, but the others are just like attacking you. And their hands are 
like their skin has the quality of like wood and bark like they are swiping with just human hands but like they're hitting a lot harder than human hands should hit and wounds are being opened on Oromar and we haven't decided the relationship between Oromar Vale and blood uh, and how all that works but like you can tell that his body is being damaged as you and Gable are like kind of moving together in this defensive retreat but yeah they they just managed to uh, surround you and land some like pretty considerable blows but it moves around again to the PC slots Mm -hmm. So that was three NPC turns in a row. Okay. So you're at four wound. Mm -hmm. Well, you can try that again. Can you try that lightning again? I could. And I could because I have enough strain. (laughs) It's like I sat on a charge port and now I can be good again. Mm -hmm. I could. That gives me enough to be able to take the strain to go berserk to guarantee a success. So I think I might do that. Hey, okay. I love that risk. Okay. I absolutely love that risk, especially as it will also guarantee successes against you. Because um, that is the other that is the other side of Berserk. It's fine. If this goes great, this combat will be over very quickly. <laughs> I absolutely love this. I, Liz, you don't know why yet, but yeah, hitting hard and heavy at the I, beginning of this fight is a good idea. I have a decent... Is there a phase two? That's... <laughs> I put together a special boy a, because I was given unclear a, instructions. He's a mini boss. He's got two phases, perhaps three. Uh, oh. Okay. You so. just wait until Sephiroth shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right. throw down a Genova fragment. Or Divine Will. Is Sephiroth also in Kingdom Hearts? I bet, right? Mm, I don't know. I, I, I have not played Kingdom Hearts. I know our, our friend Cloud Strife is, so I have to imagine that, like, if Sephiroth's there, you're going to use him, right? Should I? Can you only play Kingdom Hearts if you're connected to the internet I on the Switch? I believe it is a digital air or cloud. Because I need something only. to do on the plane. And I was like, maybe now's when I, mean, I do There's Wi-Fi Kingdom on the plane. You can I'm, go. I'm not going to pay for <laughs> Wi-Fi to play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to use. Is there no download for it at all? Apparently not because they're too I don't big. think the Switch can handle Switch. it. Well, so it has to. Cloud bummer dog, cloud stream it. Mm-hmm. yeah, cloud strife it. Mm. Uh, and I'm all because it's my first attack. I have not taken any damage, and it's my first attack against a PC. I'm gonna do the same spell, but aim it at the green chart sure. hornet oh, or the green hornet. Hopefully that continues to make more fire. Investigative reporter Britt Reed and his uh, what did what did they call it? chauffeur Cato. <laughs> I listen to those all the time when I was a kid. Uh, I just great. watched the Seth Rogen movie over and over again. Yes, did you enjoy that the sucks. Seth Rogen movie? Very much? I've never I'm, seen I'm, it. I'm so, I've never been madder. <laughs> I, I, you know, I try not to get mad about like they're doing it wrong, nerd shit. But like, oh boy, did that make me mad? I want him to be in a. I want him to be a superhero, though. I think he'd be fun. There's a. There's a lot of fan casting about making him the thing in Fantastic Four. Have we all I think seen? That'd be very fun. I don't know. I kind of feel like. I you know I know he's better, but I, I still can't get it out of my head that he sucks. Seth Rogen. Yeah. He seems like a, a a he's good dude. I know that Canadian? he is better. You now. love that. Love that you love Canadians. Mm, I do love Canadians. And he makes these fun little weed bongs. Oh, he's he's into pottery now. He loves to make them. Did you read his his memoir? Is so fucking good. No, oh, I and didn't know he had a memoir. We. We listened to the audiobook that he reads, but a lot of the stories are about like his celebrity friends. So, so he gets, gets them? them to read the parts. <laughs> That's it's fun. so That's fucking fun. good. That's, anyway, That's we're working. I love a well-produced audiobook. I love I love books, guys. You love books. It's a, so it's a trip you to do a... want to put the difficulty dice in there this time, Liz. <laughs> so uh, that is going to be two, yeah, two purple, and I got the blue. All right, an automatic success. So this should this, this is going to be. Why are you, why are you, if it's an automatic success, why are you rolling? To see how many more successes. Yes. Ah, and also, failures can be rolled. Yeah. And if you roll a failure with the automatic success, what happens? You're just, do you, it's like you get it, a, it a free it's, star. It's like, yeah, it's a free, yeah. You get a free one of these. Oh. Yeah. 
just adds to your dice pool. So it's not really an automatic success. Well, it's yeah. an automatic it, it, success. Success result. Oh my god, oh. another failure. <sighs> no, 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 it's not. So, so it's we got on the cusp. All right. All right. So we got one, two, three, four. Okay, so is it Oh, it is four. You did manage to get yourself a is success. It a, it, so is the success a win condition or is it is is it just the extra? It's star? the extra thing. Okay. So there's three, four, so there's there is a success. Um, is it just a one uh and one, one success, one advantage. One advantage. Okay. Jesus Christ, Christ almighty. That was spooky. <laughs> so much scary. work to yeah. succeed. I have to decide how much damage, what the base level damage of this lightning spell is. Mm -hmm. It carries with it the danger of exposing you to the eyes of heaven, which I think like that is kind of a meaty sort of like narrative hook for it. Mm -hmm. So I am going to put it at base level seven damage. So you've got eight damage coming out. I will now do one, two, three, four, five, six seven eight all right liz i have wonderful news okay for uh, you or me for for you for you so like you and travis are are moving back and like you've you've been moved into a circle of these like things that are now like poking around you and and very much like doing that scary thing that wolves do where they surround their prey where most of them are kind of like circling and stalking and there are one or two that are driving you into a position where you're vulnerable to the others. You like very quickly whirl around seeing like the tree line and and your site of possible escape and again like move your hand with this fire floating around it to strike lightning again from the sky, from the cloudless sky, bolts of lightning course down and you fry two of these things. They are consumed. Again, this lightning, I don't know if we said that there were colors for this lightning, but I love the gold and silver fire that we've got for you. So yeah, it's gold and silver lightning, baby. Uh, It strikes down um, and you can see crackles of gold and silver around as they like consume some of these green hearts and burn them out from the inside and they just fall. Did I have one advantage? You do have one advantage. I'm thinking. You could reduce the cost of the spell from two strain to one strain. Oh, shit. (laughs) I'd like to do that. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Travis, we got to get out of here. Well, you've got another PC slot. (laughs) And let's cut over to the captain. You are fighting. Your your spirit, Travis's body, moving together towards space, towards progress, moving until you know what to do. Hmm. I, well, there is a a talent that Oromar has. Mm -hmm. I will read it once again for those who Mm -hmm. are unfamiliar. Where there's a dramatic entrance. Once possession, your character may entreat a luminary to use this talent to enter a scene or encounter they're not per- currently participating in at an opportune time. However, I am currently not in my body, but if there is some way that we can, you know, make make yeah, this So then we'll make this we'll make this the opposite. Mm. We are with Jonnet instead running through the forest. You said entreat a luminary. Mm. And this is Really, really interesting. What's the card, though? (laughs) (laughs) The rake. Oh! With the pain. Mm, Bloodshed is going to occur. The bad man. Greed, appetite, cruelty, and resentment. Mm. I am going to pick on greed and appetite here. Ormar, you are in a desperate situation. You are fighting what is in your perception, the cutting stone. You are doing better than you were a second ago that has given you enough clarity of mind to try and think of a plan. And I think 
there is one thing that you have with you now that you did not have with you previously, and that is the Sovereign's Crown. Mm. I think it is a spiritual object and a physical object. So I think if the captain were in his own body, he would pull it from his pocket, but it does still exist with his spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's also kind of in Travis's pocket as well. Mm. But I think you have the idea to use it. And I want, I'd, I'd like you to describe like, what does that decision look like? How does that go down? I, I think there is a, despite the, the two forms of like a ghostly Travis and ghostly Oromar fighting, using the same body, there is a, a slash that goes awry. One of the cutting stone like ghosts goes for Oromar's leg and he ends up on the ground. And we mm-hmm. see from like a perspective shot looking up all of these ghostly forms around to kind of like plunge inwards. And there is like a feeling, a, a warmth, almost a piercing in Oromar's chest. And it, <laughs> there's a moment of like, oh my God, it's this heart attack. No, no, no. I have, I have crown. I could... I'll have to, and I think th- rather th- there's this this light we see glowing from the kind of like breast pocket of of Oromar, and then it, it bright it shines brightly and then fades away, and then out of Oromar's face, like his eyes blaze with this kind of like silvery burning light, which is enough to kind of make the 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 ghost kind of like step back in apprehension. Yeah. And like as they do that, like the world and universe pulses mm. and Jonnet feels absolutely wild. You feel the lines of possibility in the universe all around you, the the, the ways different things can play out. And then in front of you, you feel the most complicated knot of strings that make up reality that could possibly be. It's got a little bit of that like gravitational lensing effect. Mm. There's just so much potential and possibility in front of you. It's unmistakable. You know, whatever's happening over there has to do with somebody who, who you know. Yeah. You burst through the trees as this is happening, as like Ormar, you can feel more of yourself like 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 merging with the crown and like it's pulling on you and twisting you and spiritually this feels painful as though it is going to like spill you and rend you and whatnot. Mm. Ormar has a sense of pain now, considering yeah. there is a... <laughs> and, oh, I, I, and I think as a result then Oromar starts screaming in pain again and instead of sound light just comes out of Oromar's mouth oh god yeah oh god yeah it sounds like a again a choir as that is happening Jonnet bursts through and Jonnet you can see surrounding Oromar are which is which is Travis. Which is Travis. Surrounding Travis, yeah. Surrounding Travis, there are green hearts that have their arms sharpened to, like, spear points. And they are kind of reeling back from a space where the world is warped, where the metaphysical and the physical are, like, crashing to be in the same place at the same time. Jonnet, what do you do? So, uh, is Travis completely surrounded? Is he? Is there? Are there people in front of him, behind him, everywhere? Well, yes, I would say so. Uh, on his okay. knees, kind of clutching at his own chest, screaming with yeah. no sound. Though they they have like stepped back, especially at the point where you can like kind of see that. I think like his immediate response is like, "All right, we got to clear. Th- we got to clear the room, clear the field," and so. With both ends of the Katsari Gama like in hand, he's gonna like swipe out in like a V shape, and mm-hmm. I I think that there's going to be like an earthly ripple 
that like ca- like shoots out in a similar way. And really, it's just like we're just going to, as best we can, knock. It won't be perfect, but like in this V shape, anything that's on that V pattern like gets knocked back, just yeah. so we can like just clear a little bit of again space. Rad. Take two strain and yeah, I think, roll it up. Hang on. Strain-wise, well, we're not in a particularly... I'm, I'm going to call yet. this average, too. This feels like very in line with things that John is familiar with and has yeah. done before. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Too hot. Ah, shit. All right. So, that is one failure, one advantage. Mm. Okay. I'm going to say you try to shake the ground and the thing that you realize, well, actually, I'm going to say you don't realize what's exactly going on, why it doesn't work, why this didn't toss them aside the way that it should. But the thing that your advantage will provide, it's enough of a rattling that Oromar spiritually, you put down the crown. You are not engaging with it anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's not gonna eat you up. So I Ooh. think, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I uh, does this give me a bit of an opening to kind of burst forth from this crowd of monsters? I would say so. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. You hear from amid the mass. I will never be caged. As <laughs> there is like a large slash. Now that Nathan has pointed it out, I do hear how you've done it in a lighter register. That's going to be such a pleasure to listen to. I will never be caged as there is a kind of like gap formed in the group of like trees and green hearts as the dagger that Travis has on this person that Oromar has in this space kind of imagined to be a sword is been used to kind of cleave a way out of and lunges forwards towards Jonet with a kind of like tip of blade to throat yeah, just immediately perceiving you to be a threat and there is a blink yeah. a second blink oh hi <laughs> Jonet Kessler uh, what a pleasure to- <laughs> and the stone falls out of Travis's mouth like the, the crown of the sovereign which is like a like a stone like object right or is it more of a oh because I always imagined it to be like some kind of like glowing rock or shard rather than a literal crown but maybe that's me misinterpreting no I mean so the the crown is physical and not physical Mm. at the same time like more than anything else like i think if it has a physical form that physical form is like kind of like gravitational lensing Mm. (laughs) you know in the same way that like light is both a particle and a wave Mm. um if you try to hold it it becomes more physical and that's what it is if you're not trying to hold it it exists as a spiritual object yeah 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 okay cool got it so in the kind of like oh john kessler how and we kind of see the lensing effect kind of like push its way back out of oromo's back rather than the mouth like you'd expect him to kind of spit up something but instead emerging from i guess travis's back is a weird bending of the light that then eases and dissipates whoa whoa travis what is this travis looks around i was uh in the middle of doing something we we need to leave john kessler yeah and and then i I think at that like John, it leans, uh, like, we we uh, smash cut to, like, the back of Travis, and then we see John it lean out, throw, like, the weight end of the Kasarigama to, like, doink one of these guys in the head. It's like, yeah! Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree! <laughs> Do you know? Uh, and then, so, like, left or right? 
a glance to the tea, a glance to the, the bushes and she's you're the one with the eyes on it Kessler but let's say left <laughs> and so John it takes off I guess to his right and we go away we go mm-hmm. and as these friends now reunited prepare to face the forest together we call our end of episode Scotty We return once again to the long line of applicants in front of the Skyship Uhuru. My name is Track Reagans. I'm a paranormal investigator, and I believe your ship to be haunted. I've never seen a ship uh, in the air before. So I'm looking at the book here. Could you, uh, uh, first of all, can you read the title for me? Uh, yeah, sure. This is my third book. It's called Spirits Come Inside Me. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And uh, just... It's a it's an ebook that is real that people can. It is read a real ebook that I to. I wrote a while ago at this point. <laughs> and just overall, like the sense that I'm getting from this is that the 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 mm-hmm. there are various types of communities, mm-hmm. and it seems that you are a nomad through you trying to find at any given point in human history kind of the worst thing. Right? <laughs> do, do you think that can be ac- that's accurate? Because you were a, a close-up magician, correct? I uh, I did I I did briefly study mind freakonomics and became an accomplished magician. Uh, but my true calling has always been the paranormal. Well, yeah, I guess my follow-up there is: What do you think's next at this current moment? Mm. What do you Ooh, What do you think's next? Getting current? a scoop. Um, well, lately we have been doing deep investigations into cryptocurrency. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a an offshoot of cryptozoology, which I think is very closely related to the paranormal. Um, mm-hmm. So we we are trying to determine whether or not this currency does exist. If you find a dollar gotcha. coin in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> So is that mostly taking blurry photos and, and shaky cam videos of cryptocurrencies? Um, yeah, so we've we've found um, some evidence of some company script in the woods. Um, we found some Confederate money. Um, <laughs> owned by Mothman. So, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I Listen, good on you. Someone's got to do that investigative research mm-hmm. on the the things that others might find cringe objectionable dangerous upsetting sad mm-hmm. any of the above and i think that you're such a great person to to be on the front lines of all of those efforts mm-hmm. uh have you considered I, uh what, what you may be writing next for your next book because you know your, your first book ghosts come inside me and spirits come inside me there we go thank you that's uh, the third book yeah i was gonna say is there something like uh searching for top demons or something like that <laughs> um well you you know my first book or my third book was spirits come inside me then there was spirits still come inside me um and the third or two that was the fourth one. Then my fifth. But it book. was released second. So, <laughs> and it's this was a this was the spirits trilogy. So the third one is spirits won't stop coming inside me, um, <laughs> which was released first. Uh-huh. But <laughs> it, it feels like uh, you probably need some protection from spirits, or maybe the spirits need to wear protection. I'm not sure. At this some point. sort of barrier. Yes, the the barrier of protection that I choose. Um, my, ectoprophylactic. My, yeah. my dear friend Ron Reagans has a line of ectoprophylactics um, and holy oils that he does um, uh, craft for the team. I think I I know Ron. Like Ron's accidentally gotten a, a, a has a lot of children via ghosts, <laughs> mm-hmm. as I, I recall. Yes, Ron Ron does have two, but um, they're all adopted. Adopted ghost children. Yes. Yes. Ron's a great guy. I'm very confused. Um, and and uh, we also use 
spirit vapor or vape smoke from uh, my friend Clay Goodman, who does have his own line of vape products. Haunted vape products. Mm-hmm. Actually, that sounds yeah, kind I of fire, to the, be honest. I think he holds the record for the lowest selling vape juice. Uh, yes, that is that is okay. correct. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They- when, was like when a you uh, pack of a hundred that was returned, have this haunted vape juice. When you blow out the smoke, do you also go boo? As, as you do say, so. I think the smoke itself goes boo. It has nothing to do if you say boo or not. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> Can he join the shit? That sounds great. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to get Clay and Ron out here. They can show you their holy oils and uh, their vape products. I do have a question because uh, mm. I also did follow the link, mm. um, and and so <laughs> really, I'm just I just the cover art. Yes, uh-huh. your your trench coat. You have a, mm-hmm. a glorious trench coat. Thank you. And it's it seems to be blowing in the wind, but on it's not even like a discerning further ex- inspection. You can you can see hands mm-hmm. yes, flapping the the. <laughs> The trench coat out in the. Are you? Well, well John, mm-hmm. that is obviously the spirit. Those are spirit. Those are spirit hands. That's that's definitive proof of spirit hands. <laughs> okay. okay. We were not. We were not able to get proof of spirit arms, uh, shoulders, torsos, anything else. But we did get definitive proof of spirit hands. Okay. All right. Um. And so <laughs> now that you have that proof, again, what will you do with that? Well, I've made a book. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I also, I I want to. I just want to. I just want to. Uh, just ask mm-hmm. the the page count of the chapters. Mm-hmm. It seems to just really fall. <laughs> Chapter eight is is it's, it's, And you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna doubt anybody because it's hard to write anything. But chapter eight. <laughs> is is about a third of a page. Yeah, well, I I will stress to you two things. First of all, this is an ebook. They are different than physical books. Fair, fair, fair. Second, sure. This is reason. a this is a real book that I wrote about 6 years ago <laughs> as a promotion uh-huh for a show. Uh-huh. So this wasn't even part of the show. No. <laughs> this was It was the, the consumption rate of the book is probably exactly five people. <laughs> yes, it is five people right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and three of the people here right now had seen this before. So, <laughs> uh, in borrowing uh, Gable's uh, electronic book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be able to look up the name of the book uh, i have instead mm-hmm. uh been told that uh, somebody's asking how do i know if the holy spirit is inside me which sounds a uh, relatively similar or maybe uh, a combined issue mm. Mm. the the holy spirit is interesting because it's sort of um what i like to think of as the absolute value of a demon <laughs> huh huh um, so, so it is. It is hard to tell whether you do have a demon, uh, a demonic attachment, or the power of the Holy Spirit with you. You, you look mildly concerned, Gable. Um, I think I'm just trying recalling, like, track. Aren't you Episcopalian or something? I think I'm. Pro- I think I'm probably Catholic, if I had to guess. Who's <laughs> <laughs> to say? Honestly, who's to say? But it it again has been a very long time since I have written this, and my tra- my travels have been so extensive. Let me let me actually do you a favor and pull up some photos from my last <laughs> sort of foray into the the world of the paranormal. If this is just a screenshot from Phasmophobia, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and uh, you know, unfortunately, this is uh, I was only able to. Take this journey with my friend Clay. Ron did get stopped at the airport and detained. <laughs> Just because um, he had well, all of the audio equipment um, and film equipment. They they thought that it was nefarious. But yeah, here's a photo of my most recent investigation, which was quite quite a few years ago. But unfortunately. Um, and, and that's the for real. This is this catacombs. is real. This is real. This is real in the real catacombs in France. Yeah, in France. Mm-hmm. And you brought those clothes too there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, okay. That's the. What okay. do you mean? We brought those clothes. We those are the clothes okay. that we wear. How, how did how did that get through customs? 
I feel like I feel like I would if I was a customs agent and I saw those clothes coming into my I would stop you somehow. Uh well you will notice that I am wearing uh airport camouflage, so those blended right in. It looked like I wasn't wearing a shirt at all. Ah and yes. um Clay Clay is, jeans going through TSA. Clay's uh, shirt has a skull on it, so they knew that we were going to the inca- the catacombs to investigate. So they said this this uh, seems a to, skull this with seems a to red, white, out. and blue flag that I don't seem to recognize, but feel somehow incredibly intimidated to look at. Um, yeah, it's the French flag, right? Yeah, but with stars oh, yeah, because red, white, those, and blue. French. because it's okay. the city of lights. Airport camouflage really got me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we shouldn't associate with you. It's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> That's I agree. That's why you should all uh, leave the ship for 24 hours while we do a full lockdown <laughs> we're investigation. Not gonna, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Have you? Oh, real quick, one last. How many ship uh, investigations have you successfully conducted? Uh, who has let you kick them off of their ship for a full day? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we did uh, investigate a stand-up paddleboard once. And we have uh, also investigated, well, technically it wasn't a raft, it was an inflatable mattress, but it was being used in the water. By um, ghosts? No, no, that was found out to be just a mattress. Right. <laughs> that was debunked, mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, this has been a long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, you know, sometimes when I have these sorts of conversations, I'm afraid that it, it is a little too inside baseball, but there's really no way to know. What's Be- baseball? Because <laughs> <laughs> Clearly some ghost sport. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's actually a vampire sport. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter over at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. You can stream his short film, Lining, on the Roku channel for free. Just search for The Shortlist, Summer. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matigo was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcasts, Bill Buds and Dilettante Ball. Captain Oromar Vale was played by Nathan Blades, who can be found on Twitter at Phantom Arts ENT. You can also find them streaming on twitch.tv slash theneoncaster. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this podcast was written, composed, and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find him on Twitter over at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. You can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony or on his podcast, Neo Scum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and Illimat, produced by Together Studios. This show uses a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system designed by Sam Stewart and a team of talented professionals who were fired by the private equity firm owning Fantasy Flight Games. And once for our friends near rise, twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the sky.